Welcome to P-Podcast number two. We hope that you enjoyed our first P-Pod, which talked about the impact of the first lockdown. I'm Joe Hayward, former head, and this is my partner in crime. <laughs> Catherine Differer, and I was deputy head and uh, done all sorts of things pastoral. So following on from our, our podcast last week, we regularly are contacted by people who are seeking advice about moving school. And we've been fortunate enough to write an article alongside Sheer Lux magazine. You can find them. They're a fantastic publication online at sheerlux.com in the family section about moving school and many questions that we would answer there. It's one of the things we get contacted about you know, a, a lot, isn't it? How do I find a school? We want to move. What do we do? What's the process? And it's it's a biggie and it's so important. It's so, so important to get it right. So Catherine and I have had all sorts of personal experiences here that we've been on the other side uh, as well as, as leaders trying to help people to to see whether or not our school was right for their for their girls and their, their families. Following on from that, we decided that we would wanted to share with you um, some of our findings. Catherine's had lots of experiences um, in working and personal experiences in finding schools in uh, the maintained and state sector. So we thought we'd kind of divide this into how do you look at state sector and trying to find schools for your kids there? Uh, and then possibly um, if we've got enough time, we'll look at and touch on independent sector. So I'm going to be interviewing Catherine this session, <laughs> which will be quite interesting. She's going to be our guest speaker. Starting off, Catherine, where do we where do we start? How do we begin? Well, state's system is very different from the independent system, and it's really important to understand that and the process that you go through. It's very hard to do a this, you do this, then this, then this, because a lot of schools approach it differently. Um, there are two key things to bear in mind. Are you looking to move your child into a school at the start of the academic year, in which case there are certain procedures you have to go through? Are you looking to move them at the key point? So first, you know, when first starting school for year seven, sixth form, or are you looking to move at a different year or partway through the year? Now, I've been oh there, done God. that for all of it. <laughs> I have moved one of my girls into the state system um, partly through the year. In fact, I've done that a few times. Once because she was desperately unhappy at her prep school, um, really had a just having a rub, you know, rotten time. And we just put her straight into the little local village school. Uh, up till then, she'd been only in the independent sector. So it was quite a big change for us and for her. And we were really lucky that they had a place. A lot, of, a lot of schools will have places, particularly at the primary level. So what did you do in, when you wanted to move her? Where, where did you start? Did you go to a local authority? Did you go to... No, I knew nothing. I mean, we'd, we'd looked at local schools when my eldest, when we were looking to start school. So she was a toddler and we started looking. But with this, for, for this child, um, I literally just phoned up, um, phoned up school. They happened to be around the corner from us. I just went, help, I've got to move her. She, this can't go on. Do you have any places? I don't know what to do. And they were, they were fantastic. They invited us in. So we went in, we met the head. 
we had a look around and they had a place. So that was it. In fact, she never went back to her previous school. She she was having such an awful, awful time. So who did you talk to? Did you just go straight to the school secretary yep. and yep. say, hey, this is our situation? Phone, phone school, spoke to the receptionist. I can't remember who she put us through to, really can't remember. But, you know, you, I just phoned up and went, I've got to move my daughter. I live around the corner. So we were in the catchment area for that school. So that's something, again, that you kind of have to bear in mind is the catchment situation. Um, So taking a little step back uh, from all of um, all of that, what happens uh, if you wanted to move your kid and you were not in catchment area? Again, you need to speak to the to the school. If they are full, you've got not much chance. Um, But if you are just outside or you know you want to go and they have places they may very well take you um, one thing that you mentioned earlier on was you went and had a look around at the school now <laughs> I'm assuming uh, that now we're in the sort of covid era that might be slightly different until we move uh, into a new Yes. And to be honest, I'm not sure what um, primary schools and places are doing about giving tours. They may welcome people in, but I, I doubt it at the moment. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> that's all going to change, um, yeah. you know, in a, in a few months time. But for the moment, talk it through with them. They may have photographs, they may have videos already that's, that you can get a feel um, from you know, what things are like. Okay, so so you've you've found the primary school that you like, and that's been fairly easy because they've had a space. Yeah, and it's out of, of, of. I would say when we moved house um, about three years later, again we moved one of them. We knew what we were buying because we were moving to a, a a really different area in the same county, but a totally different local authority. And again, I just sort of looked and to see what the local school was, phoned them up. Um, I don't think, I didn't even go and have a look around there. I think my husband may have gone down to check, but that was that was our choice. We had one school and they happened to have a place. Now, our sale took ages to go through. So we'd given notice at the school she was at, where she was very, very happy there, but we had to give notice. And then in the end, we had to start, schlepping her to this new school because we'd given up the place. They were like, you know, are you going to start or not? And our house was delayed for about six weeks. Um, so we had to move out of one house. We stayed with in-laws until until the next one. So poor child was being driven for 40 minutes each each way. Um, yeah, it was very different for her, whereas she used to just walk around the corner for a couple of minutes. So, so the key to that really uh, is flexibility. Yeah. If you're kind of like swapping from one uh, one yeah. school to the next, we're often asked the question, "What do I do first? Do I look for a school first, or do I look for a house first? What would you What would you say to people there? Um, within the maintained sector, it can be quite tricky because just because you were in a catchment area doesn't mean you will get in. I used to teach at a huge school in Surrey, had 2000 students and it was incredibly popular. In fact, a lot of people 
um, who would perhaps have opted for independent education didn't because the school was there. Right. So they would send them there. It was so popular that the boundaries changed every single year. So just because you bought, um, you know, 20 streets away one year and that was in, didn't mean that you would still be in the catchment area a couple of years later. It was a uh, it was a traumatic time on the, the day that the offers came out to, to parents. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of appeals, but some, it, it was a very difficult thing. You can't always guarantee. So what's so this appeal thing? Um, if you don't get your first choice, sorry, that's not for moving partway through the year. Right. Okay. If you move, you know, say for your child's about to go to secondary school. So you apply and you put down, you follow the process and you have to get your applications in at certain points. And you might think, well, I'm really close or, well, her sister goes there or her brother's here. You apply and they don't get in. Right. And you can appeal, but you have to have pretty good grounds. So you might have SEND grounds, so special educational needs. Um, the That's really it. But, you, you know, you can apply. The other thing you can do, because one of mine applied, didn't get our first choice. This is for secondary school. Um, so went, but she stayed on the waiting list um, that the school held. And actually after about six, seven months in, her, her spot came up and we were offered a place at that first choice. So you can sort of bide your time and wait. Uh, and a piece of advice, I guess, is to, you know, really look at the admissions policies really very carefully yeah. uh, when you're when you're in that situation. And again, get in contact with us, info at ppodcast.co.uk, and we can have a little help and give you a bit of guidance there if, if that's what you what you need. Yes. I think the other thing we can offer, because the state sector or the maintained sector is enormous. And there are so many different options within that sector. Some things you might have heard of, but won't know about. You may have heard of um, what well, there are grammar schools in some areas. There are comprehensive schools. There are single sex. There are religious schools. Um, you will have heard of academies, and the academies now are very different to what to the way they started, where it tended to be a private company that bought them up. Now a lot of comprehensive schools have switched to become academies and they will have joined a group probably. But if you want to know about that, all the different sorts, we do offer, we have a publication that we can email people, we can email out to people. So if you are interested in getting a hold of our guide to secondary education in England and Wales, and that covers both state and independent schools, please email us at info at ppodcast.co.uk. So that's if you want a copy of our quite in-depth guide, please email us. We'll be happy to share that. Yeah. So let's say you don't get your first choice uh, and you have to take up a second choice or third choice. <laughs> Are you stuck in that school then forever or can you reapply or how does that work? You can put yourself, you can stay on waiting lists. Right. But there's not that no guarantee that it will come through to you, but people do leave for all sorts of reasons. 
they might not have liked the school. The parents may need to move. Um, you know, all things like that. Um, that you so you know, stay on the waiting list. It may be by the time you come up on the waiting list, do you know what your child's really happy? And it would be um, not, you know, it wouldn't be a good thing to move them at that point. The um, other, sorry. Yeah. So, so sometimes we've had people uh, speak to us as well about what to do then uh, and to kind of talk through their yeah. own situations with us, haven't we? And that's been yeah. helpful for them just to have someone outside running through the pros and the cons uh, so they can make a, a, a more informed decision. yeah well sometimes it's really hard to make that decision because you're too close to it you're right in the middle of things and you you can't see the wood for the trees and being able to step back and that's where I think we we can be quite helpful uh, mm-hmm. for people if you're moving to a totally different part of the country that's where things can become a little bit tricky uh, particularly if you want to move them move your child sort of at the start of secondary school in the normal process because you won't, you might not have an address, um, and without an address, you can't. You're not in a catchment area, and that that is a real issue. And it might be that you need to rent somewhere for a little while. Um, it's less of an issue if you're moving in year because you can say this is where we're trying to buy and this is what's happening. Uh, but again, speak to the school. They'll give you some advice on it. But I do know of somebody who was applying to a grammar school and they couldn't, they weren't allowed, even though they were going to move there for the start of the year, they couldn't get a place because they weren't there at the time that they applied. So it is it is definitely something to be aware of. And I guess it's it's dependent upon different areas. So it's knowing those areas before you make those decisions, yeah. doing your research properly uh, yeah. to make sure that you, you get that right. Yeah. If you can, talk to people. If you're moving to a totally different area and you don't know anyone there, and that was our case where we were moving, I knew nobody else with children in that area. So read, look online, look at school guides, um, you know, do everything you can to try and get feedback, but nothing is quite the same as going and having a look around yourself. You can often walk into a school and you just get a feeling that mm. this is perfect or mm, not sure. And also several days afterwards, you can think back and sometimes your opinion might have changed. Inspection reports are always a yes. really good indicator, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and the Times uh, and other uh, publications do some great uh, reports, don't they, uh, about you know top 100 schools or top yeah. 150 schools in your area. So the more the more you have at your fingertips and the more reading that you do yeah. gives you the confidence then to look at and to narrow down those those schools. And I would say this is the I think this is the case for both independent and state sector, just because one of your children goes to a school doesn't mean it's right for the next one or just because so-and-so down the road goes there or just because they get loads of people into top universities, it might not be right for your child. And I think it's so important to look at the child that you have, work out what is best for them. Do they need somewhere sort of academic and a bit pushy? Do they need somewhere that's a lot more pastoral and a bit more caring? What is, what is, really going to be right for them 
And also, I guess, for the family as well. I mean, I've, I've yeah. got three children and to have three children of school age in three different schools for me would have been a, a real yeah. a real push. Um, so, yes, <laughs> I had that. <laughs> exactly. So you've got it. You've got to kind of weigh up, haven't you? What's right yeah. for the child? What's right for the family? What's right for your circumstances? And then make those decisions. But the more information that you have is what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, the better the better exactly exactly but don't necessarily think that because you went to a school like that that that's going to be right for your child yeah because often we've seen that too my child went to here therefore so I went to here therefore my child should go to there and that's actually not necessarily what's right for that child well I was saying that we moved one of my girls from school where her sister had gone and I to be honest I didn't listen to people who went are you sure? I was like, well, of course I am. And it was completely the wrong school for her, 100%. Um, but, you know, if that is the case, you don't have to stick it out. You know, if, if you can see that it's crushing that child, then that's not the right place for them. They should be yeah. thriving. And the other thing that's quite interesting as well is, oh, all my friends are going to this senior school. That's massive, isn't it? Yeah. And you're kind of like looking at you in year five, year six, about what the next step's going to be for your kids. It's that conversation at the school gate. Be very wary of that. Just because the most popular boy or girl or whatever is going there doesn't mean it's right. Um, it's a, It can be a very brave decision to go somewhere else. Yes. And I guess... The other thing is, if all of your child's friends are going to one particular school, should you be thinking about that school for your child to make sure that they've got the kind of the nurturing friendships that they've been mm-hmm. developing in yep. primary schools? Or is it time to say, no, no, this school's really good at rugby. Therefore, you need to go there because you're a potential rugby star and that's what you love. That's why we're going to make a decision. Yeah. I guess communication is really important, would you say? Yes. And speak to um, your head. If you're moving out of area, then obviously that's not as relevant. But if you are staying within a sort of larger area, the head probably knows the school that you're considering. And it's worthwhile um, having their, their opinion as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. state schools, it, it's very difficult to give a nice, coherent, easy, this is what you do, followed by this, followed by this for the, for the state schools. Really, rule of thumb is speak to the school themselves, particularly if you're moving during the academic year. They'll give you the advice. They will talk you through it. Um, If you want to move sort of at the start of the year, make sure you've gone onto the local authority website, download their guide, which will have all the schools, all the different criteria, because there'll be things in there like um, siblings, looked after children, SEND, they may get the highest priority. They will also tell you how many places they have. And I think they will usually say how many applicants they have for those places. I've, yeah, I've really only worked at one school of my large secondary schools where there were way more applicants than places. And they had 360 places per year. So wow. it was a huge school. Yeah. And you can think that they would easily, oh, they would have so many more. Also, one of the schools my daughter went to, they had over a thousand applicants for about, I'm going to say 120, 180 places. So it was hugely oversubscribed. Oh, um, but the other schools I worked at, it, you were, you wanted to go, You were pre- it was pretty likely you could get in there. 
That's great advice. Thank you so much. So again, the other thing we just say is this is we've we've got our own uh, guide to school education in, in England and the UK, and, and it might be helpful as a starting point just to email us at info at ppodcast.co.uk. We can then email you our guide and that might be a helpful place to start. Yeah, Good. absolutely. So the independent sector. Indeed, slightly less complicated um, if you're looking at schools that are slightly smaller if you're looking at the Eatons the Harrows the Radleys the Westminsters really your child needs to be put down on a waiting list almost before they're conceived I would say um, and uh, and take it from there and there are strict uh, guidelines uh, and and support that you would get however if you're looking for you're looking to move out of london or out of the city manchester wherever yeah we're, we're seeing many more families wanting to move up north maybe into norfolk the manchester area or you know further uh, particularly with covid people just want a different sort of life and um, so we're we're seeing a lot more of that at the moment and giving people advice, you know, which comes first, the school or or, or where where we, we want to live. With an independent school, it's slightly different uh, in terms of what choice you make. If you are located in point X, let's say, uh, then you are more likely to be able to look in about 45 minute radius from point X at schools in a circular direction um from point x that sounds a bit scientific i apologize uh but uh, that's for day schools if you want to be in a boarding school then clearly location doesn't matter but something that we're again increasingly seeing an interest in um, are weekly boarding schools and they can be yeah. four nights five nights flexi boarding as well really looking at that modern family who are, are working uh, and wanting to have the weekends to themselves and uh, and and that family time so really Speaking to the admissions team of those schools is a first point of call. The registrar will get back to you, have a chat with you about your child, about your circumstances, and then really talk you through their process. Much like what Catherine was saying when it comes to in cycle, out of cycle uh, in the admissions uh, team, give them a call uh, and they will tell you whether they have spaces there and then they'll make uh, an appointment for you to have a, a virtual tour, a virtual meeting with the head, um, and then they'll talk about spaces if they have them. Yeah, and I think a lot of lots of independent schools will have space. Yeah, I think, um, you I know think the reality is they they might be fairly full. They may be able to take you on. Um, with regard to boarding, I would say be be really open to it. Just because you know oh, we're not a boarding family, absolutely. But if like my family, you had two working parents and you're trying to drive, you know, at the end of the school day, I would be teaching, I would finish. I, I remember one week I was doing 70 miles each night after school, driving up to collect one child, taking them to somewhere else, doing that, doing all of that um, after school activities. Well, if you go for weekly boarding or even flexi, the school, they can have their music lessons at school and they're ballet lessons at school and there's sports sessions at school it's a you know it's it's actually quite a sensible um idea I, yeah absolutely i know that a lot of families have found it a really 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 
stress relieving logistical um uh it helps the logistics of a family so it's definitely worthwhile considering um again if you want to have a look in sort of the cycle of of admissions that's uh, worthwhile having a look at the website speaking to the registrars at the schools uh, and they will certainly give you a, a guide as to how and when the timings um, are because yeah. for many schools uh, slightly shifts a little bit um, yeah so yeah absolutely and it's it's never really too soon to start looking around you know they will have open days um that are really quite good to go and have a look at but if you I think open days are great for creating your shortlist. Yeah, but with COVID, Catherine, at the moment, yes, a lot yeah, of yeah. Have been, well, they've they've been brilliant. They've they've gone virtual open days, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've been really really impressed with colleagues and what they've done with their virtual open days. I've I've been to to a couple where they have the team set up and video links, and then the Q and A so that the, the parents that are on the um the virtual mm-hmm. open day can e- question uh, email questions in and their answer and responded to answered and responded to immediately so they have been incredibly slick and really yeah. impressive so schools are yeah. trying really hard to make sure that and they'll, they'll do virtual tours for you as well but I think with, I'm hoping that there will be a post-covid time <laughs> and we can get back to normal life and open days what is great with an open day is you can almost have a look a little bit um, anonymously so you can kind of observe you can do that when you've got your your shortlist um you can arrange to go and have a personal tour and then you can have time with the head and you can sit down you can talk to them you know there are all those sort of things that you can do and the same if you are looking to move during the year then you probably can pre-covid maybe not but sorry pre-covid during covid post-covid you probably can go again and have a personal tour and have a proper look around um speak to the speak to the students they're the ones that give you the <laughs> they give you the lowdown <laughs> absolutely they do and and you can observe and see how happy they are how focused yeah. they are how purposeful they are um definitely the way to do it my favorite question when i'm being given a tour by students you know start chatting with them and i will always say you know what's the best thing about this school and quite often that'll be the prepared pat answer. Oh, we love whatever. Okay. What's the worst thing? <laughs> or if you could change one thing, what would it be? And it's hilarious. Some of the things that come out at that point, that's when they do get, tend to be really honest. Um, and it, or it's, if you, if you were head for, for the day, what would you change? Yeah. It's that sort of thing. You know, what, what, what's one thing they can change? But make sure you, if you do ask a negative thing, always have a positive one as well. What's the best thing? Um, Why should we come here? (laughs) That's that's really um, a kind of brief, brief tour around uh, applying for for schools. Clearly, every girl, boy, family are individuals, as is every school. And it is a big, big thing to, to embark upon. Have we answered the question, which comes first? Do you move? Do you find your house or do you find your school? I mean, come on. What, I'm going to pin you to that one. What What do you think? I've kind of carefully scooted around the <laughs> No, you're not having that. 
I don't think that I can give you an answer. I think it really depends on what the family and the child are looking for. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I, you can pin me all you like. I think I would rather see no, individuals and understand. Absolutely. Because their... it might be you've driven around, you've seen the house of your dreams, in which case, aha, okay, that's the area we would like to look in. Then look at the schools. And if you look at schools and think there are none here that I would send my daughter or son to, I think that's unlikely. But if that was the case, then maybe you want to think again or think, actually, we want the house they can board somewhere. Or, well, let's look three villages over. Okay, that's now, you know, so you've got to, it's a little bit of one, half of one, half of the other. I, I think, and that's the answer, isn't it? And and do you want to go state? Do you want to go independent? Um Therefore, you really do need to think about where you're living and the kind of schools you're looking at, or do you have more flexibility because you've got a 45 minute radius? So it is a really individual answer. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to contact us directly so we can help you, then please just uh, send us an email at info at ppodcast.co.uk. Equally, if you want that guide to um, school education in England and Wales, drop us an email and we would love to hear from you or any other questions you might have. We've got lots of ideas for the next few podcasts that are coming up, um, but we'd really like to hear from you as well. Good listening, talking to you, Catherine. And um, oops, not listening at all. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to podcast number three.